This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This week's episode of Sounds Good is brought to you by the folks who make my podcast happen, Gradient. They recently launched their full editorial website filled with tons of articles advancing identity and culture. Go check it out at gradient.is. That's gradient.is. Hey everyone, Brandon Harvey here. Welcome to this week's episode of Sounds Good, the podcast where every single Monday I sit down with an inspiring person and talk about happiness, overcoming struggles, and living a life of intentionality and adventure. This week, I'm on the road in Atlanta, Georgia. And you already know this if you follow me on Snapchat and Instagram, but I'm talking with one of my favorite people, Sarah Hopkins. Sarah is a former news reporter and now has 960,000 followers on Vine, a quarter million on Instagram, and tens of thousands more scattered across the rest of the internet, I'm sure. But that's not the coolest thing about her. It's more so just a testament to who she is and what she does. Sarah has an infectious personality full of hope, optimism, kindness, and of course, comedy. And she shares that with the world in all kinds of ways. It seems to me that Sarah maybe doesn't even realize that she's doing this. She's intentional, but also incredibly authentic. The way she shares her life just oozes out of her. And now she's fortunate enough to allow being herself to be her full-time job. Thanks to brands who want to work with her like Starbucks, Coca-Cola, and Target. Sarah is so fun and we laugh a lot in this conversation. So let's just jump straight into things. Here we go. Okay, I am here in the beautiful home of Miss Sarah Hopkins in, in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes! This is my third visit here. Awesome. Ever. Well, not your house, just this, this city. <laughs> I was about to say, if you've been here three times, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Unless your house is Ikea. Oh, no. I have never been to your parts home. Parts of it. Small parts. Small parts here Easily, and there. You know, those over there. Some of those. Yeah, a lot of them, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, yeah. No, uh-huh. I've, totally. I've, I've bought you that Fjord before. Oh, gosh. I've sat down for two hours Bjorn. and put that together. Love it. Yes. This is us celebrating our one-year friendiversary. Yay! Happy friendiversary! Happy friendiversary. I should have brought a cake. I well, should have made a cake. I also didn't bring or make a cake, so... You brought yourself and these microphones and this beautiful audience that we're talking to right now. Hello, everybody. That's you. Hello. You are a cake. Hello. Um, <laughs> we first met in New York City in Central Park. True. And uh, we were there for the Shorty Awards. Mm-hmm. And the Shorty Awards just happened again, like, a few weeks ago. And you and I were both up for Snapchatter of the Year. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we both, we both lost. We did. To, to DJ Khaled. <laughs> you know, as long as it wasn't to Kylie Jenner, 
I think that's 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 noble. Yeah, because I'm fine with that. You know, because all the DJ Khaled does is win. So you know, it's all he does. I was just saying, like, if anybody but DJ Khaled wins, if me, if you, if anybody, I hope that they go up to the stage, get the Shorty Award, and they say. All I do is win. And then just walk off. That would have made my life. And then drop the glass yes. award on the ground. And Shattered. Just, yeah. What an exit. Well. I'm going to need another one of those. Thank you. <laughs> well, we'll try again next year. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Maybe he won't be snapping so much. Maybe he'll drop his phone in the ocean while jet skiing some more or something. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I just want to jump in and say that I recently read this article where Vogue said, they, they posed this question. They said, is Snapchat the new stand-up? And then, of course, they went into, like, this article where they're like, here's, like, people who are comedians and doing amazing things on Snapchat. And, like, you're one of the five people they mentioned. They're like, Sarah Hopkins is... Wait, in Vogue? In Vogue. Wait, they mentioned me? They mentioned you're you. You're kidding me. Yeah. I had... Wait, no, what? No, I'm not kidding you. This is real. How do I... have not seen this. I love that you haven't seen this. <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing about it. I'm like, okay, cool, article Vogue. Wait, what? Me? <laughs> You're well, joking. No, no. So this is real. And what? Okay, but what I love about... The, well, first of all, what I love is that you don't know about this. But second of all, like, you're hilarious on the internet everywhere. You, of course, are, like, amazing on Snapchat. You're most well-known for being hilarious on Vine. Um, you're embarrassed because I'm complimenting you. I am. You. I shrivel up. She's, I shrivel like, up flustered. So She's, like, my face over on the red. corner of the couch. It's great. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to shoot photos and show all of you guys. Oh, it's bad. But so, like... You have this significant comedic footprint all over the internet. And, like, do you feel like your job is kind of comedy at this point? Like, what is that like? Honestly, I feel like I have the best job in the world because I get to be myself 100% of the time. With, unapologetically, I am myself. And that is, that's what works, apparently. Yeah. You know? I love being able to be myself and even on days where I'm tired or sick, I'll talk to everybody that follows me about that. I'll be like, I don't feel good today and then I'll make (laughs) something out of that. And it always just works. And Chico's looking at me right now, my dog. He's just staring at me. I don't know. What do you want? What do you want from me? Sorry, I got sidetracked. It's amazing and I love being able to just be myself. It's, I don't think of it as comedy, honestly. I just think of day-to-day life and taking along everybody as my friend. And I think that you do a really, really incredible job of that. When I look at Vine, there's so many people who do skits. And mm-hmm. We should acknowledge really quick that uh, <laughs> Sarah has this really, really cute dog named Chico. It looks like a, like what kind of animal? He kind of looks it's, like Jif Palm. Yeah, He's actually, a Pomeranian. Yeah, it's, it's basically Jif Palm. I the, call him a bear fox. Uh, yeah. Fox bear. Exactly. And so you will hear, you will hear our good friend, the dog bear. The fox bear. There he goes. Yeah, making some sounds from here to from Aww. from time to time because uh, he's just jealous that we're not hanging out with him. He so. wants to play so bad right now. That's so sweet and cute. He does. So I wanted to acknowledge that sound. Yes. But anyway, yes, we digress. We digress. There's so many people on Vine who are basically what they do is they create skits. Mm-hmm. You know, they they're acting, they're playing a role in six second form. Right, and that's awesome. But what you do on Vine is really unique because you're essentially showing your life, which. You know, it's interesting, but it's not necessarily glamorous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah, not yeah. like you're showing like, oh, like I'm doing all these incredible, like <laughs> hopping on a private jet. <laughs> yeah. You're mostly just like, here's me like living normal life and just mm-hmm. have a, and, and I really admire that about you. And I feel oh, like thanks. it's been super fun to just watch that over years at this point. Yeah. It's been three years, three of the craziest years of my life. Well, absolutely. Three, the three craziest years of my life, bar none. It's, 
I can't believe everything that's happened since everything started with Vine and downloading that that little app that I was just I was in college when I did it. So you've had three years. The first mm-hmm. year, really, you were in college still, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second year, you were basically a full-time news anchor. Yeah. And then this third year, you're basically a full-time internet funny person. Right? I have the best job in the world, again, yeah. It's cool that like people have gotten to watch you progress and mm-hmm. like experience all these different parts of you. And that's probably another reason why people connect with you. Because yeah, absolutely. Because they've seen you evolve over time. Yes, everybody's um, always tells me they like watching my journey, which is the coolest thing because I love having the capability to bring hundreds of thousands of people daily along on every journey that I go on and that life up and down. Even when I'm sad, I express it in some form. I have another Vine account. I have two Vine accounts. One is for very serious diary type stuff. So a lot of people are very much involved in my life right now as far as viewership goes but because like the other day someone came up to me and they were like oh hi Sarah I was like oh it's so nice to meet you and they said I hope your parents are feeling better because they knew one of my parents were sick and stuff like that it's just it's amazing the support it's insane how much it's grown and gotten to be more of like a family than anything else that's incredible that's Mm -hmm. incredible what is it like almost because in some ways that's a one-way relationship you know people know about your life you don't know about their life Mm -hmm. what's like is there some complexity in that is that like what is that because it's not there's nothing wrong with that but it's it's also a weird in i don't know it's just interesting i would say 99.99 percent of the time there is or even more nines repeating of course there is nothing wrong with that one-sided yeah. thing. And I, it makes me so comfortable around people because I'm automatically I'm like, oh, they know how I'm weird. They know how I could just go into weird voices sometimes or say things. So I don't even have to think about what I'm about to say to them. But there have been probably two situations, one in particular that was really scary because a guy thought that we were in a relationship. A man thought we were in a full-blown relationship. And he started saying things to me like, I'm going to buy tickets to come to Atlanta. When should I come? And I had never responded to him. But every morning, every night, he was saying, good morning, good night, good morning, good night. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. As if he were letting me know, you know, what oh, wow. he was doing at every move. And I was, it was the strangest thing. And I got really scared, of course, but uh, I up up my security stuff. But other than that, <laughs> I honestly believe that every single other person out yeah. there that's watching listening is a good human so yeah well how cool is that that i mean you essentially have more than a million people following you across the internet mm-hmm. and you've only had really one weird situation that's right. literally one in a million it is it's true one in a million <laughs> and if that's it then that's fine by me i can deal with that yeah so like how did you get to this point where you are basically just sharing your life and you like you get to do that as a job like what what was that like like well okay Let's back up. Okay. Growing up. Yes. Were you hilarious or, <laughs> or are you compensating for something? Well, honestly, you know, I think I'm the funniest person I know. So if that doesn't really help because I laugh at my own jokes more than anybody else does. But I feel like you have to. Uh, I don't, I've always been very, very silly. And a lot of my friends that have known me for years and years, you know, fifth grade, sixth grade, they say that the stuff I'm doing on the internet, they're like, I cannot believe that she is like has a following from this because she is just doing and being weird all like doing all the things she did in school and just being herself this is insane like the dolphin noise thing wait wait wait. 
you guys need to know that Sarah has this fantastic dolphin impersonation. Oh, gosh. And I'm going to make her do it right now. Okay. Go. I don't know if it's going to be... Now I'm on the spot. I get nervous. Okay. <laughs> it's a little rusty right now. My voice is kind of still out from emo night. Hold on. Let me try again. <laughs> I mean, it's not as good as it usually is. I mean, I think that's really good. And I think that people listening at home should know that we did not just pull up a clip of (laughs) of a dolphin making sounds. That was Sarah opening her mouth. It's weird. We do squirrels and things. um, Okay. And so. The journey. Sorry. I get so distracted. I love it. Uh, Growing up. Yeah. I was always very goofy and stuff. Even when I was uh, reporting the news right after college, I had my first job interview four days after I graduated, which was really neat. Uh, It was a recommendation from the internship I did before that. It was a sister station. And I ended up landing the job, which is insane. And that was something I shared with everybody on social media. And so in college, you studied television radio television and film cool mm-hmm. okay and that segue nicely because that you wanted to be right to go into reporting to go into right. is that I, what you call it being i would a no yes i was a news reporter i would have gone and done broadcasting for my major but they required a spelling test and i'm not a good speller you're like we're not gonna <laughs> I was do like that. i can do a related major and still do the same job and that's, that's exactly what i did cool so i think now they've change the name of the major entirely it's like digital communicate i don't even know what it is i don't know but i was doing that i landed the job shared it with everyone it was the most insane up and down moment of my life because i had to move out where i didn't know anybody eight hours away from anyone i knew and i had the most insane hours because you know you're at the bottom of the totem pole when you are starting at a news station they just give you weekend overnight doing crazy things they'll call you at three in the morning you'll work till three and then you'll have to come in again 10 hours later. It's insane. Uh, but so I went on that journey, took them all with me. And then I kind of came to a crossroads where I had to make a decision whether to do social media full time or to continue turning my attention completely towards broadcast journalism so that I didn't get distracted by one or the other. Mm-hmm. Cause I was doing both for a while. Yeah. And then I kind of got to a point where I was like, I need to, I need to make a choice. And I chose, and there was even a cross, another crossroads after that, because after I said, I quit, I quit this TV stuff, I'm going to do what I do for free anyway, because it's the best thing. Uh, they made a new job for me. They made a new job for me, so I would stay. And I stayed for a little while longer, but it slowly dwindled out. And I think it definitely ended up in the best way. That's incredible. You know, I'm here in Atlanta. And so, now, Atlanta. so now you're doing full-time social yes. media work. Mm-hmm. And no reporting although it's very it, there's some overlap you know it's, oh, absolutely. it's definitely you know it's you in front of a camera mm-hmm. it's you documenting something you're mm-hmm. not documenting the shots the crimes. angles it's, yeah like but that. it's like yeah. yeah it's yeah i love that mm-hmm. and i still would love to honestly do hosting and things like that because mm-hmm. i love television i do love the energy that is in a news station or a television station i think it is just absolutely electric the people there are always characters they are cartoons i love it i love it so much every tv station i've ever been in the environment is insane if you've ever worked in television you know what i'm talking about but i have not had time to do hosting completely honest with you i have been traveling and doing all this social stuff and i haven't had time to sit down but i've actually been working on possible hosting opportunity i can't say what it is oh girl but it'd be a big one, and i'm real excited that's so exciting it's really cool you heard it here first folks and it's about the south so 
Hello. <laughs> In case you guys can't tell with her from her voice, yeah. Uh, Sarah is a Southern lady. Oh, I let my accent come back in full swing. Because, you know, when you're news reporting or whatever, you have to have that non-regional diction, which is boring. So I'm back. I'm slowly trying to acquire a tiny bit of an accent now that I've moved to the South. Oh, once you go back to Oregon, they'll be like, what happened to you? Even if you do not hear it at all. Oh, my gosh. Because my sister lives in Chicago. And when she comes home for like a week and then goes back to Chicago, they're like, oh, Kristen, you've been home. So. Oh, man. I've, yeah, I've started saying y'all a lot mm-hmm. more, which is great. And now I'm hooked on uh, barbecue. So. Nice. Nice. So basically, just a normal Southerner at you this point. You got it. Yeah. You got only a few more steps and you'll be fully there. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> okay, tell me about this. You worked for years. You're like, I want to be a news reporter. Like, that's my right. like that's my goal. And you, like, pursued your passion all the way down, like, for years. And then all of a sudden, things shifted for you and right. it's not that things shifted in a bad way but in a lot of ways your your dreams changed it was and your so dreams risky had to, like, though fall apart. yeah i had no idea what i was gonna do yeah and you so know? you took a risk you like leaped into this other thing but you know what what does it feel like when your dreams change and when they shift it's so it's such a conflict i was calling my parents probably six times a day, every single day. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. What am I going to do? Because I am working in the field that I went to school for. And now I like, I have an opportunity or a chance or a thought to leave that totally behind and to jump into waters to unknown territory. I don't know all these metaphors that I have here, but I, I didn't know what I was jumping into, but I said, you know, I might as well do it full on. It was scary. And there were times when I was like, should I be doing this all the time? Can I sustain myself? And it has worked out so well, and I am so happy. But it was such a conflict. It wasn't easy, and it wasn't a quick decision. That was months and months of deciding, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of in the middle of it. You're like, this probably sucks. Right. Or, I was scared. Yeah. Both ways. I was like, this is going to suck because of this. And then leaving this and the security of having that you know, paycheck come every month or every two weeks on time you know you it's very predictable but being your own boss and doing things freelance and and everything else is so scary so yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. do you you feel like there's an interesting dichotomy between basically the role you were gonna be going down which is like reporting the news which is more often than not bad news and your role now where it's just like you're able to kind of find the hope in every situation you're like i just had eye surgery and and everything itches and and Uh feels uncomfortable and i'm nervous and i'm scared but i'm gonna still like be funny you know like there's this contrast between what you're doing like Mm -hmm. tell me about what that experience is like for you absolutely that was one of the main reasons why i wanted to leave news reporting is because i was so tired of having to knock on the doors of parents and say, excuse me, ma'am, I know your son just died in a gang-related shooting. Would you like to talk to me? I'm a stranger. No, she doesn't want to talk to me. Her son just died, it's, mm. and it's awful. So many awful things, and having to just invade these people's privacy, it was the worst. But then there would be some good days. And not, not all news reporting is bad. News reporting can be amazing. It's such a roller coaster. The highs are so high, but the lows are so low. So it's it's... It's rewarding, it is, and you have to have such a fire to do it. But the highs would be the days where I could do stories about this spirited little boy with a brain tumor, the community's rallying behind him. Things like that is what kept me going for a long time. And I said, I wish I could do stories like this every day. Yeah. I really do. And then 
I got to thinking about it while I was making that transition. I said, I can do the happy stories myself and tell stories that I want to tell rather than having to go knock on this poor mother's door or having to go into, you know, the local housing projects and try to talk to anybody standing around about anything that has happened. It's awful. Yeah. So that was one of the changing points in my decision making to, to change over because I said, I can do all the happy stories without having to worry about the sad stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and kind of as evidence of that, pretty soon after you left your role, it seems uh, you got hired by Coca-Cola to do some stuff. And Coca-Cola is like the happiest company on earth. Like that's what they do. And they're like, you know what? We're going to give money to Mm -hmm. Miss Sarah Hopkins to showcase happiness through Mm -hmm. the internet. And it was so easy to do because they were just they really honestly, they said, what do you want to do? And I was like, what? <laughs> and, and so I kind of got to work with them and it's something that I would have done on my own. So it is a hundred percent pure and real and genuine happiness that I'm displaying through uh, almost, you know, actually everything that I do online. Uh, it's, it's so genuine because I really work with only with companies that say, you know, what do you want to do? And they kind of let me take it in the direction of something that I would have done anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I did this really, really fun campaign a few years ago where mm-hmm. I, uh, it was with PetSmart, which I don't have a pet. I'm sitting next to one right now. No. Um, and I don't have a pet. So I was like, okay, I don't even know if I want to talk with you guys, but they're like, okay, let's just get on the phone. And they're like, we have a plan. And I, and they told me the plan and I was like, I'm so in. Mm-hmm. And so they flew me to Phoenix, Arizona, where their headquarters are. And I got off the plane, I hopped in a taxi, and uh, the taxi went straight to the Phoenix Children's Hospital. Oh, gosh. And uh, I get out of my taxi, and right as I'm getting out, this bus full of puppies and kittens (gasps) rolls up. Oh, and. And a whole bunch of like Sarah's crying right now. <laughs> it makes me want to cry. It does. Oh my and, gosh. And and they make an announcement. They say like, "Hey, everybody! Like, you can come on down and like play with these puppies and kittens if you want to." And so, little kids and their parents and their siblings like start making their way down the elevators, and they get to come out and just like their faces light it's up when they see all joy. these animals. And you know, I got hired to basically document this through That's photography amazing. and through storytelling. But I was like, I would do this. Absolutely. Like I would, I would, I would ask pay, to do yeah, this. I would ask to do this. Right. And, and I think you know, there's obviously uh, an amount of privilege that comes with this. Like I'm, I'm, I know that not everybody gets the opportunity right. to do a job like this. And somehow you and I have been lucky enough to so stumble lucky. across yeah. that. And I'm so thankful. It's such an incredible feeling. Absolutely. Um, I also wonder too, though, you know, there's in, in any job you have, there's a lot of things that suck and there's a mm-hmm. lot of things that are amazing. Like right. you and I also like sit at our computers and respond to boring emails and True. and we also like hop on the phone with things yeah. and we just like, we also like have no idea where our health insurance, you know, like all, right? all these kinds of things that are <laughs> yes. just like, what is going on? Self-management. But you know, for anybody with any sort of role, it's, there's these moments that just open up where you're like, I am mm-hmm. made to do this thing, whether right. it's just a conversation with a coworker mm-hmm. and, or an opportunity to, you know, to do something that kind of brings you to life. I think that we all have those moments mm-hmm. and it's absolutely, yeah. it's, it's, it makes, you know, and it's just reaffirming that you're in the right place at the right time. You're doing the right thing and it makes you feel so good. And I've had, countless moments like that as, as as this journey has developed and it was the opposite I definitely did have moments like that when I was reporting 
the the happy days when I got to do like stories about that little boy with the tumor or, you know, happy things like that. Or when I was hosting about zoo animals and I got to go play with snakes <laughs> and stuff, that was the best. And I was like, I want to work in TV forever. But then the other days were just like a big no, big red X. And I was like, I cannot do this at all. It's like corruption in the police force. I don't want to report about that. I honestly don't because I... I'm going to obey the law and I just hope that they do too. And that's it. And that's, I don't want to go into that and feel jaded about the world. I think that that is what news reporting does is it makes you so jaded about death. If you hear that there's like, because in a newsroom you get excited for a shooting. Oh wow. Which is like the worst. I mean, you don't, but you do, you really do. And that is so wrong and upsetting there's that there was a shooting on fifth and orange you're like me i want to go me 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 because it's like your time to catch the story and tell the story and do this and but it's you should not be that excited to do that and i understand it's your job and it's good to give people a voice that don't have voices but it's so messed up and there were moments like that that i was like nope not it Mm -hmm. and like you were saying like, oh, that is the most amazing story, though, with the puppies and the kids. I love that. I love that so much. Anything I get to do with something like anything close to that or like the Make-A-Wish Foundation, favorite, mm-hmm. so close to my heart. I love the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, those moments are light bulb moments where you're just so connected with what you're doing and I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And until those moments go away, I'm going to keep doing it. That's incredible. Yeah. So uh, you, you already mentioned you're you're slowly maybe you're transitioning into hosting stuff. What do you think that you want to do long term? You know, like one day Vine and Snapchat are going to be dead. Right, right. And, you know, there will probably be more social networks, but like what's like, do you feel like you have a trajectory, like a goal, uh, a a momentum towards something? I would say yes. I would say 100%. I know what I want to do. But if if you would have asked me that question three years ago, (laughs) I would say, I hope I'm in a medium-sized market. I hope I'm, you know, sometimes anchoring on the weekends and reporting on the weekdays. I I would have had no idea. Yeah. So I really, I can't tell you because I don't know. And I've learned that You'd have to roll with the punches, go with the flow, because that is the only way to stay afloat. And it has been the best, most amazing journey because I've done that. So I don't know. I'd love to be Samantha Brown. Do you know Samantha Brown? No, tell me. Oh my gosh, she's a travel channel girl. They basically sent her on cruises (laughs) so that she can go and tell you all the cool stuff about a ship or an island or resort and kind of tell you that. I would love to do that, except incorporate more of like people and talking to other people and also scuba diving because I'm a dive master. So I would love to incorporate well, that with Wait, wait, wait. You're a, you're a dive master. What does yes. that mean? Well, I was actually, I was actually, I'm actually an instructor, but I don't have my card for instructing. I did the whole course, passed it, everything, but I don't have my card. Dive master is just basically an assistant instructor. Whoa. So I used, yeah, I used to help teach the scuba class at Auburn where I went to school. Wow. Or help teach it, yeah. We should go scuba diving right now. Absolutely. I'm looking at your window yeah, we'll like overlooking we'll Atlanta pool. and I'm like I see no water I have all my dive gear I just don't have a tank on me we can go get one fill it up I will teach you in the pool oh my goodness yeah. it's so fun it's my favorite thing I think everyone should do it that's it's like space it's like space outer space <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay so you have this incredible audience they're paying attention to you they love you like what do you think that the power of comedy and the power of laughter like can hold you know do you have any examples of like 
Yes, absolutely. It, it, it holds more power than I am even aware of, especially even now. I don't even know what people are going through. But the little information I get, some letters that people send me, they're telling me that they're sitting in a hospital bed. They didn't think that they would, like, make it through or they're so sad because no one come visit them. But they would just watch my videos or something like that. And they felt like they had a friend. And they felt like they Whoa. could laugh with me. And it made them go on through the day. And it lifted up their spirits. And people telling me that I've... This blows my mind every time that someone has ever said this and I'm not saying it happens oh everybody says this but people have literally said like you've saved my life and that it it makes me like want to cry every time they say that because it's the most insane thing and I just want to give them the biggest hug but it that it has so much power it really does more than I have ever anticipated and I'm sure more than I am aware of now wow Mm mm-hmm and I love it. I want to hug everybody so much. <laughs> I want to give everyone a hug. <laughs> One of my favorite letters was from a girl who was writing on behalf of her friend who was burned over 80% of her body oh, wow. from an explosion. And she said that the both of them watch my stuff all the time, but especially her. And she said, I don't want anything from you, but if you could give her a shout out or something like that, that would mean the world to me. And she sent me photos of both of them together and, you know, before and after from the explosion. And it it was just made me bawl my eyes out. I was just weeping because of this story. And the fact that she was writing on behalf of her friend, because, you know, sometimes people will write a letter like, hey, you're cool, follow me. Mm-hmm. Tell people to always follow me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> you can't blame them, but it's just like, okay. But this had so much heart to it, and it was so, so very powerful. So it's it's beyond me. It's, I don't know, it's crazy. That's incredible. Yeah. Do you feel like you have, and I mean, you you mentioned a few other things before, but do you feel like you also have plans on, other ways that you want to impact the world with this incredible audience, this incredible platform you've found? Well, I do. If I find a cause that's near and dear to me, like the other day or the other week, I say the other week, it might've been two months ago. I'm not sure. I always just say the other day. I know. The other day, it was four years ago. (laughs) (laughs) The other day, my friend, one of my best friends in the whole wide world, his name's Chris, his city was undergoing insane amounts of flooding and people were losing their homes out of electricity for weeks. And so I said something and I got a bunch of people and some, a bunch of people donated. And I was like, this is really cool that I can, you know, I have an audience to ask to do this, to do good in the world. So it moves forward and, you know, giving to other people just because I can say, hey, guys, just make people aware of things That's is amazing. the best part. It's just having like a big microphone to say wonderful things. And so I think that's really important why this kind of audience stuff falls in the right hands like you you're doing amazing amazing things and just i don't know it's stuff like that just moving forward and making the world happier and better and nicer yeah that's amazing was that a good answer i think that's a great answer because i think that describes you really well you know (laughs) that's how i always feel when i'm just like scrolling through and i'm like oh a sarah posted something and it's just so fun and it just makes my day and you're very intentional about the things that you do too like in a like you so the things that you share feel so spontaneous and and they truly are like you're creating things like from your everyday life but the way that you're you know 
moving forward to make an impact with people like i can tell that that's very intentional and oh, cool and i love that's that it's the best part of anything you yeah. know you're so good at storytelling and really grasping a person and telling it in the most beautiful readable way because if i see anybody else with a caption that's more than <laughs> like two sentences i will scroll on but if you do i will push view more and I will read that whole thing maybe twice because it's always beautifully written and so heartfelt and I love it. I am We're honored. complimenting each other. I, yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to Sounds Good where Brandon and his guests compliment each other for an hour. <laughs> Tune in next time where Brandon gets more compliments. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, way, good thing to do. Maybe I should start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I highly recommend it. Yeah. I get lots of compliments. <laughs> I'm editing out all of these compliments. No, now. no, no. You leave them in because it's so true. You need to leave them in for sure. I feel like now is a good time to transition, you okay. know, after all these compliments. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> to, I've got some questions I'd love to ask every single person who comes on the show. Okay. And the first question is, how would you describe the kind of person that you most admire in the world? Oh, the kind of person I most admire in the world has a magnetic personality but is never boastful or bragful and is bragful a word i don't know but they choose being nice over being popular and they think that fairness is more important than privilege and they also never force anything down anyone's throat in any given way no matter what it is whether it be uh, political views, religion, anything, they never force it upon another person because why Why would you do that? You're a person with your own thoughts, you know, and they are as well. So you should never tell someone that they're wrong for feeling a certain way because you're never wrong for feeling something. And also the person I admire is giving and they use any kind of audience or power or anything that they have to make the world a better place. 100%. I know it's kind of like world peace, but that's my genuine answer. <laughs> no, well, I love that because basically everything you said, it was like, is like this, but not that. And mm-hmm. all the that things are like the ways that you get ahead in life. You know, it's uh-huh. like you choose success over being kind, you know, things like that. But like in, in success, I mean, I mean that in the way that it's like success defined by, you know, kind of worldly standards, mm-hmm. like not true standards. You know, it's the type it's of thing where it's popular. Yeah. Super popular. No. But the cool thing is like, anytime that I ask a question like this to somebody, they'll say something like that. You know, they're like, you know, I admire the person that gets overlooked. I admire the person mm-hmm. who chooses kindness over being known. And mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that that's just really cool that Sarah Hopkins, Miss Amazing Pants, oh, admires people who you know I'm wearing are, overalls right now just so everyone knows no pants well I am oh okay I'm covered don't think that I'm naked like I'm not pantsless oh my gosh stop stop it I'm wearing overalls they're black <laughs> I'm gonna stop my second question oh yes my second question is what are you consuming right now? Like, what are you watching? Oh, or like food. I yeah. really did. I haven't had lunch. I was straight up I, for a millisecond. I was like, well, nothing right now, but I could really go for a donut. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'll, I'll ask the second half of the question, which is, <laughs> well, like what, like, what are you reading right now? What are you watching on TV? Like, what's one thing that you're just super psyched about that you're just like loving? I love 
the unbreakable kimmy schmidt oh my gosh how far series. are you oh i've seen all of the episodes. i have one episode left i'm gonna watch it tonight <laughs> it leaves you on end with a punch oh and you're gonna be gosh. like what i love it it's so joke dense it's so normally I, I, I like sit on my phone and like kind of do stuff while it's i watch quick. shows i am like paying attention and like you'll just see a sign in the background and you're like oh yep. my gosh like a designer handmade that sign yes. it's hilarious yes it's crazy. And Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy Schmidt is so good, though. Oh, it's amazing. I have been watching so much of that. I also watch a lot of Cutthroat Kitchen because I love Alton Brown. Okay, so I have not seen Cutthroat Kitchen, mm-hmm. but have you heard of The Great British Bake Off? No. Or The Great British Cooking Show? It's something like I that. I have heard of that. It's on my recommended on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It is the most positive, happy show I've Aww. ever seen. So normally, like cooking shows, there's somebody yelling at you yeah. in the kitchen. They'll like somebody throws a pan people down at some trash. point. They're talking trash. Yeah. This show is just a whole bunch of people. They're not even at least the episodes I've seen. They're not even necessarily professional cooks. Huh. They're just like this mother of four, like l- like learned how to cook from her grandmother, and in her community, she's really well known. And so she goes on the show, and she's just so happy is to be it on a the competition? show. Competition. It's a competition, but like. All the judges are so like, hey, you know what? Like, it could really be improved by this, but like, goodness gracious, that was amazing. You did a great job. But it's all with British accents. And it just makes you so happy when you watch it. The British accents. Yeah, exactly. But if you're ever having a bad day, like, you just have to watch it. I need to. It's so good. Okay. um, It's time for my last question, which is based on the ways you've chosen to step out and live differently, and, you know, based on the story you've kind of shared today. What's one thing you'd encourage someone to do in their own life today? Be nicer. Plain and simple. It, it, it's free. It is not hard. Actually, sometimes it is harder because you have defense mechanisms, blah, blah, blah. But just be nicer. You can do it. It's, it's not that hard. And that's 100% what I would say. There's no point in making someone feel small or, you know, leaving someone out in any given situation. There's zero point to that so i would say be nicer just be a nice person i love that yep i heard this quote today uh it's this idea that you never know how much space you take up in someone else's life so like ultimately you know the way that you impact somebody's life could mean so much more than you'll ever know Mm -hmm. just with uh you know in a negative or positive way just by like holding up the line somewhere who knows what kind of impact that could have Mm -hmm. on somebody but also you know just a simple compliment to somebody can yeah. be so meaningful. You know, mm-hmm. you just never know what somebody's day is. So here's here's a good example. I was on an airplane the other day. I sat next to this woman and she basically shared her whole life story with me. And I just sat down and I just started asking her questions. Like I, I compliment, she's like this older lady. I complimented her dress. And uh, by the end of the conversation, she told me that one of her best friends had been murdered and she was on her way to... Uh, New York City to uh, attend like a benefit uh, like a benefit fundraiser for her family. Oh my goodness. And so like and and I would have never guessed that. She was smiling and laughing the whole time on the plane but I'm sure that was like she was in a a hard difficult place. Absolutely. And so it was it just really reminded me like it's so important to treat people well because you never know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like you never know. You don't. That's so true. Even people that are close to you you don't know what certain things you've done in their life that are going to change the course of everything they do in the future because of how much space you take up. I think that's a great quote. That's awesome. 
you don't know how much space you take up in another person's life. Is that yeah. 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 I like that. Okay. I love all of this, Sarah. If people want to just follow along with more of your story, see your amazing comedic life, mm-hmm. where can they do that? They can do that on every social media platform that exists because I'm on all of them. <laughs> Even the Chinese ones. Yes. I have another phone for that. Uh, it's <laughs> Snapchat is Sayhop, S-A-Y-H-O-P, because my name is Sarah Hopkins, and I'm from the South, and people say Sarah, so Sayhop. So, S-A-Y-H-O-P, and that's for Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and I'm on Musical.ly, Vine, everything. Oh, yeah, you guys just need to go, like, watch every Vine Sarah has ever done, oh, ever. Oh, gosh, put it in order of most popular, so you start out strong, and you start can out strong and end with the weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Sarah, you are amazing. You're amazing. You just make me, like my mouth kind of hurts from smiling. (laughs) It's going to be a great day. You're a shine. Wait, let me say that again. (laughs) I'm keeping that in. No, you're a light. That's what I meant to say. And you shine. Shine bright like a diamond. That's good. (laughs) Well, on that note, Sarah... Thank you so much for being on the Thank show. You. This Thanks has been for awesome. having me over to your house. Absolutely. This is so fun. You have to come back. I will. With or without the microphones. It doesn't matter if they're here. But if they are here, cool. If not, we'll go get donuts. Perfect. Yes. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Sounds Good with Brandon Harvey is part of the Gradient Podcast Network and is created in collaboration between me, Brandon Harvey, and Gradient. Find them on Facebook and Twitter at gradient.is. That's gradient, D-O-T-I-S. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, please make sure to subscribe in whatever podcast app you use and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps people find us. If you want to tweet, Instagram, or Snapchat about the show, feel free to mention me in the post at at Brandon Harvey everywhere. That's Brandon with an E-N. Earlier in the show, Sarah and I talked about our frustrations with the dark side of the news world. I was feeling some of the same frustrations earlier this year and decided to start something I like to call the Good Newsletter. Every week, on Tuesdays, I send out an email with five pieces of hopeful news from around the world. There's so much good news that happens each week, but all too often we focus on the bad news. Join the community of people who focus on good at brandonharvey.com. And that's it for this week's episode. See you next week when we get the opportunity to learn from another incredible person. Sound good?